0: Hi everybody, I'm Heather and Trish and I, two 20 year perfect size six career fit models, are writing a book to share our tips to help you find your own version of perfect. While we edit our book, we're doing podcasts and today we are interviewing Chad Underwood, owner of Moto Yoga Columbus. So as Chad knows, I'm a 350 class Moto Yoga member, which means I've done around 350 classes over the years and I've been a monthly member at his studio for over three years. So I know a lot about your studio, as I have already said uh, several times in our podcast. It's a space that I love. It's my community, my center, my energy and my people, not just my workout. So I'm going to hand this interview over to Trish, who wants to find out more. So
1: Trish, take it away.
2: Yes, absolutely. Hi, Chad. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you being here
1: of course happy to do it
2: yeah so thanks so much for agreeing to allow us to interview I'm I'm really looking forward to it and hearing you share your story and knowledge with our listeners uh, so with that with that said Chad just let's start off by you sharing a little bit about your story and how you came to love yoga and why you decided to turn that passion into a business
1: yeah um you know I'll, I'll try to condense it down it's, it's a pretty long process <laughs> yeah. of how I, how I went from uh A law student to owning a yoga studio, but um, you know, to to try to make a long story short, you know, I I came and took my first yoga class at a moto in 2013. Um, It was like January 2013. Um, Prior to that, I had graduated from law school in 2011. I took a job um, with the Air Force out of Wright Patterson Air Force Base. I had helped, you know, prior to the time of taking my first yoga class, I had helped start another business. So I knew I really liked entrepreneurship. Um, I was an adjunct professor at the University of Dayton teaching an ethics class. So I knew I liked to to, to teach. And I was just trying to figure out like where I wanted to go with my life. I I knew I wasn't happy in the job I was doing. Um, I was commuting three hours a day, sitting behind a desk for eight hours a day um, and knew I needed to make some changes. And I had never found a workout that I really enjoyed. I, I hated lifting weights. I, I never could get over running as punishment. Um, <laughs> you know, that was I mean, that was like this, the, the big thing for me. So I was like constantly seeking something out. And at that time I was trying to get in shape for um, a wedding. And I took my first hot yoga class. And to be honest, I completely hated it. I, you know, I was in big baggy clothes. I was pretty overweight at the time. You know, it's a hundred degree room. You're sweating all over the place. I tried to go on a downward facing dog. My shirt like drips all over my head, (laughs) (laughs) really uncomfortable experience. Um, But the next day I felt amazing. And it was the first workout that I ever found where, when I was done, I felt better than when I started. And I thought that was really cool. I knew I got a great workout. I knew my body had been worked, but I felt leaving reinvigorated, ready to take on whatever came, you know, next. And... Mm -hmm. So after that first year I ended up taking 180 classes that
2: first oh my year. gosh <laughs> um, Wow so it, was,
1: it was pretty addicting I, I you know I, I got into and I'm not I'm not in amazing shape I never have been you know I like to say'm I'm, I'm still just a regular guy I like to drink beer and you know go out to eat with friends and you know I, I, I don't have what you would consider to be a typical yoga body um, but I feel good about myself I've always felt good about myself since I started practicing and I started realizing. If I could help another person find this practice in the same way that it's impacted me, um, just making it easy to go through my day, make things a little bit better. Um, You know, I was pretty depressed before I started practicing. Like I said, I was overweight. You know, I was in a bad relationship. Just things weren't going my way, but I always looked forward to going to yoga. And it started to turn into this. All right. You liked being a business owner. You liked teaching. You like yoga. You're from Columbus. You want to move back to Columbus. How can we make this happen here? So that's kind of how I found and came to yoga. That's an amazing
0: story. And I I know that feeling well of that feeling of feeling so good after you did the class, you know, or even the day after you did the class, That's such an amazing feeling.
2: And I love your studio for that feeling. (laughs) That's great. It was good to hear your journey from from start and through the process to just embracing it and, and bringing uh, an amazing yoga studio to Columbus. I know where it's at because I've been there, but could you share with our audience and tell us uh, where you decided to locate and why?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, I grew up in Columbus and growing up here, if, if somebody had told me, if you come back to Columbus in 20 years and Grandview is going to be the place to be, you know, I, I would have, my jaw would have dropped. You know, just growing up here, it was like, Grandview, where's that? Like, you didn't even really know where it was. And then we came back in 2014 and everybody was like, you should really look in Grandview to open the studio. You should really look in Grandview to open the studio. And I just couldn't believe it. But then I started spending some time there and kind of exploring what was going on. And um, this, we looked for a space for six months um, and just all over. We really wanted to be in the Central Corridor, but... We just had never found the right spot with, you know, whether it be because of finances or because of space or because of parking, which as Heather knows, our parking's like yes. well pre-COVID <laughs> was still an issue. Um, but, you know, we found this space just kind of randomly. Um, our our broker, um, it was one of his family friends who owned the building and it had sat empty for a year and a half. And you might look at our building the first time and be like, why'd they pick here? But over 50,000 cars drive by Route 33 in our studio every single day. Um, And behind us, which at the point at the time we signed the lease, um, we thought that this was going to be happening like immediately. But here we are five years later and it's now just starting to go up. The Grandview Crossing development right behind our building Mm -hmm. is starting to go up. So. We were looking into the future when we found our space, um, That's good. thinking about where things might be going. Grandview was up and coming, but this whole area behind us was just a landfill. But when we saw the plans for what was to come, it just seemed like a perfect fit.
0: I mm-hmm. um, I'm a little nervous about. Uh, I mean, I love that all those shops are going in there, but especially with COVID. I mean, once your classes are at full capacity, it'll be fine. But I definitely don't want the studio too crowded yet. I, I still yeah. need to get in and get my classes in. You know,
2: well, I with, get with priority. Social, social it's all business. about Heather. Yeah. yeah. Well, I,
0: I a monthly member now. This this is this is interesting though. Monthly members do get priority because uh, you That's know they, awesome. they get to sign in classes a week early, um, and I think the people that aren't monthly members get to sign in a few days before. Is that correct? Something yeah. Like that? We, yeah.
1: We, especially with, with social distancing, I mean, our regular yeah. classes could hold forty five, and now mm-hmm. fortunately we're down to twenty, um, and so we have to take care of. We, we want our, everyone to be able to come take class, but we have to recognize that. You know the monthly members and the annual members are the ones that keep our studio afloat, and so they anyone who signs up for a full membership or is on an intra month can can book classes seven days out. If you're just doing a drop in or if you're on a class card or a one off class, whatever it is, um, yes, it's three days out.
2: That's awesome. I would think that that would be one of the ways that your studio is differentiated from other studios. That sounds like something that you uniquely do for your customers. Is there any other little attributes or idiosyncrasies about your studio that really differentiate it from others?
1: So I think, I think there's a couple of things. Um, you know, there's, there's three things really, I think number one, um, above everything else, it's, it's the hot room. Um, The room where you take classes is heated between 98 and 102 degrees. Wow. And there are a lot of studios that advertise that they have hot yoga. And there are some studios that have hotter yoga than us. But there's something about our room and the humidity. And now it's not always perfect. Like the humidity varies, but the temperature is always constant. And when you walk into that room, you know, you're going to get an amazing sweat. Um, And I think that's the number one thing that differentiates us. Um, especially now when a lot of studios are struggling because I can roll out my mat anywhere and take a cla an online class now. Um, but the one thing you can't do is create that environment of a hundred degree room in your basement. I-
0: definitely missed it during quarantine when you guys were closed like it was just I, I couldn't believe how much I missed the room. As a matter of fact, it's one of those things that I realized now that I actually didn't even realize before quarantine, you know mm-hmm. how much I missed that hot room itself. So you're 100% right.
1: Yeah, and then the other two things that I think really differentiate us number one is along with that room, just the, the studio itself. Um, we pride ourselves on being an environmentally friendly studio. So, But we also provide ourselves on being like the cleanest studio in town. Um, You know, with COVID, we have to implement additional measures. But whereas a lot of businesses, not just in yoga or fitness, across the board, I think are only now starting to do maybe what they should have been doing before COVID hit anyways. When we started going through the checklist of everything that we needed to do to, you know, make sure that our space was safe for our students, we were already doing virtually all of them. Um, so it's the cleanest studio in town. I mean, we have an amazing team of staff. We call them our energy exchangers that, um, you know, they work a two hour shift and they get a complimentary membership, which is a great program because it builds that community. But it also means that, you know, while class is going on, somebody's out there vacuuming, mopping, disinfecting, doing the things that we need to do to keep our studio safe and as clean as possible. The third thing that I think really differentiates our studio is, um, there's a big buzzword now that's like community We're a community based place. um, But we really have always thrived on that word. And I think it's one thing to just say, we're part of the Columbus community, but it's a whole nother thing to build a community. And when you walk into our studio, you know, you're going to be greeted with a smile on your face. You know, everyone's there. I always like to say, um, and excuse my language, you can bleep this out or whatever, but everybody, (laughs) everybody has their shit.
0: If, you, mm-hmm. if,
1: if if you say you don't have anything or your life is perfect, then then you're lying through the teeth um, and <laughs> Definitely. we're all there for the same reason, which is just to to work through whatever we're working through that particular day and it changes daily. And so when you walk in and you get a smile on your face, the teacher knows your name because you've been coming for a while. You know, we have studio events pre-COVID. We were doing monthly happy hours. We're always doing things to just build that sense of like you're at a place That's for you. And, you know, I think that starts with our students. I think it it, it builds up to our teachers and even me, you know, if I'm doing this, whatever it is, if I'm doing this to, to make a ton of money, this has never been about the money. This has been building community here in Columbus and making sure that one student gets impacted and if one student's life gets changed the way mine got changed by finding the practice of yoga, then we're doing our job. And I think we've definitely done that over the last five years.
2: That's awesome. Modi Yoga sounds day. like a great place.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is. <Yeah. laughs> and I've heard so through Heather. And actually, you know? I have never been one to do yoga. And I've always admired Heather for... Um, how often and frequently she does it. And, mm-hmm. um, and through Heather, I've actually, I've learned about many of the different types of yoga. And I was just curious, do you have a favorite type? And is that the same or different from your, what you would say your customer's favorite type is?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, my favorite class is what's called a Hatha class. Um, you're holding poses for 45 seconds to a minute on each side and then switching to the opposite side. You do the poses one at a time. But long holds, which helps you to strengthen your body, uh, but also to lengthen the muscles that are getting stretched. So you're working on strength, you're working on flexibility, you're working the whole body. Um, And the series that we practice at Moto is the Moto series, and that's kind of my bread and butter. It's what I found off the beginning, and I love that practice because it's a repetitive practice. The series of the the framework of the series is the same every time you step on your mat. But um, we do have a little bit of flexibility to play around with the poses as instructors and and make the class different every Every time. time. But the reason why I love it is because it's a great foundation for your own practice. And also understand that if I go do another workout, if I do go happen to, if I'm a runner or a spinner, or I like to practice vinyasa, which is a faster paced yoga, um, I can always come back to that practice Mm -hmm. and see the progress that I've made. The other thing that's nice about doing a repetitive class is every challenge is different. Every day is a different opportunity to figure out something that's going on. You know, one day my hips feel great; they feel like they're working fine. I'm like, man, these hip openers are just crushing. Me. You know, and so it's just like they, every, you, because you know the poses and you're in them all the time. You can truly feel the way that the practice changes your body every single time you step on your mat.
0: Trisha's favorite pose is pigeon pose.
2: It's my favorite because it's the the most challenging. We're
1: we're on video right now. You could see me rolling my eyes. I don't know anyone whose favorite pose is pigeon pose.
2: I I, I like it.
1: I actually do. But you know what, you know, Heather, I listened to the episode that you talked about and I think you're right that maybe that's not the case when you start, but if, if you, if your body's screaming at you during a pose, that means that that's the pose you need the most. Um, You need it. Yeah. So, you know, our favorite poses are probably the places in our body where we're the strongest. So, the muscles that we use the most. So we need to start working the other ones to get past whatever roadblocks. We right. Eye. Right. I
2: Definitely. joke that my, my, my real favorite is the child pose. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> most people like Shavasana where you just lay on your mat. Yeah, dead body. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. You can't
2: beat dead body. So before I hand it over to Heather and um, she wants to like wrap up the question mm-hmm. um, before we head out today, I'm curious, are there any new emerging trends we should know about in yoga Um, And you offer them at Moda.
1: So, you know, yoga is something that's been around for thousands of years. And, you know, it's it's developed to more of a, a fitness based workout, you know, over the past couple of hundred years. But as far as like new trends and emerging things, what you see now is yoga being fused with other things. So like, Uh, For example, now you have what they call yoga sculpt classes where you're doing yoga with light weights. Um, Now, I'm I'm not an advocate of doing that in the heated room because I think that there's a possibility of overexerting yourself when you throw weightlifting into a heated environment with Mm -hmm. yoga. But we do offer them normally in our non-heated space. We're not currently offering classes in our non-heated space. You see yoga fused with Pilates. You see yoga fused with spin classes if they have the capabilities. Wow what we like to consider ourselves is, I'm not an advocate for yoga being the only thing you do from a physical perspective. For me, yoga is more about the mental, uh, the mental workout that it's done. I've never practiced yoga for the physical aspect. To me, the physical aspect is just a nice byproduct of what we're doing, the work that we're putting in mentally, emotionally on our mats to help us work through whatever we brought into the room that day. But I think that yoga can always be a perfect complement to whatever physical practice you're doing otherwise. So, you know, if you're, like I said, CrossFit, great, come in, take a restorative class. Um, If I'm a runner, the Hatha classes are going to be really nice for you. If I need to pick up the cardio, you can take the Vinyasa. So we have a nice variety of classes that are available all the time um, to give you whatever you need that day.
2: That's awesome that there's so much variety within yoga um i definitely need to incorporate it more i should come Come and see you (laughs) so thank you again for being here with us i'm definitely going to come with heather again i promise especially when we're done with this book i we will come and do a celebration yoga class yeah yeah you
0: definitely need to but also a couple things i want to mention um that you didn't mention, Chad, that I love about your studio is uh, you have other things. In addition to classes, you have things like sound baths, um, Mm -hmm. which are really cool. Um, And I did my first sound bath at Moto Yoga. I ended up loving it so much that I uh, booked one for my 50th birthday party. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's amazing. Um, I learned that from your studio. And you also have a really cool thing called a karma class, where, uh, you know, you give back money to various organizations. And I just mm-hmm. think I think that's a cool part of your community, too. That
1: I Yeah, to you mention. know, we've always wanted to do whatever we can to foster the sense of community, but also support uh, causes that need it, you know, so, so yes, right now that the karma classes are $10. Um, mm-hmm. They used to be five. But you know, right now with the limited capacity, we, we bumped everything to 10 for the time being. But Mm-hmm. Um, you know in our late night classes are are often discounted, so we always want to make sure that our classes are accessible to people, so we can get as many people as we need in because you know yoga 's not cheap, um, but everybody needs it, so well, whatever we can do to make it more accessible for our community we 're willing to do
0: yes, so i, I like i said i lo- absolutely love your studio. You guys give and are giving people, it's an entire community and um, you know, it all starts with you as the owner and follows through and everyone who walks through your doors receives so much goodness from just entering your space. And I hope everyone gets to experience the moto energy, especially at your studio, which is my home studio. But I hope they don't crowd me out at the same time. (laughs) Um, But I'm so thankful to be a part of it here in Columbus, Ohio. So thank you, Chad, for creating the space. We really, really appreciate it. And thank you all for listening to our Paid to Be Perfect podcast. Ask us questions or give us your ideas for what you want to hear from us. And please like and follow our Paid to Be Perfect podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google, our Instagram account at Heather and Trish. And we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Paid to Be Perfect. So stay tuned for next week's podcast. Keep following for more info about our eventual book release that shares all of our nutrition, fitness, and wellness habits. And remember, you're perfect.